Hey, Too Young for the Shit listeners, it's Shauna, and we're on our season two finale. Thank you so much for all of your support. We need your feedback, though. Please take five minutes of your day to complete our end of season two survey. Your feedback is important and will allow us to improve future podcast episodes for our listeners. The survey link is in our show notes. Thank you and enjoy the final episode of season two. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season two. This is Shauna. And this is Rosalina. And we're your hosts for Too Young for This Shit podcast. This podcast is not just about boobs, but a journey with cancer. We are young millennials open about giving you our raw and unfiltered look into our lives. We are in no way medical professionals, nor are we offering medical advice. Any medical references are cited directly from public websites or from our personal diagnosis. Some topics and stories may be triggering to those who are fighting, have fought, or have loved someone with cancer. Hey everyone, it's Rosalina. And this is Shauna. Welcome back to the Too Young for the Ship podcast. This is our season finale, the last episode that we'll be recording for season two. Super exciting. I feel like we've been working on season two for the past six months, which <laughs> yes, it has been that long. It's been six months. We did give ourselves some time. We did. You know, we had finished treatment and just kind of, I think, needed a breather and then wanted yes. to plan. You know, we both had things going on and I'm kind of happy it ended up this way because then we were able to cover our surgeries and and now our recovery. And so it, it did end up working out, but it was definitely a long six months. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Hopefully you're not sick of me, Shauna. <laughs> I'm not sick of you. I hope you're not sick of Six me. Months. Um, yeah. I mean, it's also crazy to think like, you know, it was like this time last year that we started recording like season one. Yes. It's been I like know. a year. Flashback. Happy anniversary. <laughs> yes. Happy anniversary to you too. <laughs> to the birth of this podcast, actually. Yeah. Shauna, let's get into the day... Before or the day of your surgery, like how were you feeling? I felt I was I was so excited. I wasn't nervous. I was like, I don't think I've ever been like so excited for surgery ever. (laughs) (laughs) I also like to be honest. I love anesthesia. Like I love it so much. Like I had an endoscopy today and had got to like get put under, and I was like pumped for it. I just, I don't know Mm -hmm. what is wrong with me. I just like, it's like the best sleep ever and I don't sleep well. So it's like, I like look forward to it. I was just going to say that you probably feel like you are sleeping well or like a little bit more when you're under than on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it was, I felt like prepared. I felt just kind of like ready to get it over with. Like I just wanted the expanders out. I think I just wanted the the box, the last surgery box checked off too. Like I, you know, I had posted on Instagram, like this is the last box I needed checked off of my reconstruction journey. And not to say like, you know, there's going to be a revision surgery in my future, but just like having my implants in for me was just like the end, the end of the road. It's something I looked forward to for over a year. So I went in like super prepared, ready to go. I felt confident with my plastic surgeon. You know, everyone in the support groups also say like, it just like instantly feels better. 
when you're done, like, you know, like when you get your expanders out and you have your implants in, I was like looking forward to the end of that. I mean, my expander was so overly filled and so just like tight and, you know, on my radiated side and just like, I was just ready to get that thing out. Like, and it's funny because you do get so used to it. I didn't realize how like uncomfortable that was. I think I was just so used to it that it was just normal. But like when it came out, I was like, oh my God, it was like instant relief. I also got used to my expander as well. Yeah. I mean, you had that thing on for like a year ago. Yeah. It yeah. Was, mine was a year and two months. Yeah. Like I went in in a really like good mood. I was like first surgery of the day. Um, so the, I think like, I don't know how people do like surgery and then have it in the afternoon and have to think about it from the moment you wake up. I know. And it's then the not ridiculous. eating. And then the not eating. Yes. Part, because that's really hard. Like I had this endoscopy today as at 2.30. I didn't get to eat something until 4 p.m. today. And I was angry. I was like, you're I probably hangry. Up, yeah. I woke up. I was like, Oreos and apple juice now. <laughs> like that was the first thing. I yeah, I went in um, like first thing. I think we had to be there at like six. I think I was like in surgery by 730. Again, had to walk myself into my own operating room because NYU just like, let's fucking do it. Like may- we'll make you hard. Like a- I find that to be weird. Yeah, there, put yourself on your own table. You know, <laughs> I, it's, fun. it's yeah. fine. Like, I don't know. It's like, I guess, in own, my own weird way of like being in control too. I'm fine with it. So I like yeah. get on mm-hmm. the table. And then, of course, I am like, I tell your story. I'm like getting hooked up. I'm like talking to the oh anesthesiologist. And I'm like, so I have a friend in LA who got, who got, had her surgery at UCLA. And they gave her essential oils before her surgery. And I'm like telling them the story and I'm like, and here I am having to walk myself on like into my own operating room, putting myself on the table. Like, where's my essential oils? And again, like my operating room was like laughing and like, they all said the same thing. They're like, yeah, that's like such a California thing. Like they were even like, yeah, no, we don't do that here in New York. So it was just like really funny. And then that's like kind of the last thing I remember is just like all of us laughing and like being ready. I woke up. I, I don't think that. I was in recovery that long and Matt was able to just like get me in the car and like we got home and I remember getting in the car and being like, they are so small. Like I lost it. I had like a meltdown on the way home because I was able to like look at my chest through my bra and I was like, this is like not the size that I thought it was going to be like losing it. Right. And meanwhile, like I'm also swollen too. So in my head, I am like, this is how much smaller are these going to get if I'm so swollen. So like, I am like literally not even home yet from my 15, 20 minute drive from the hospital to my apartment. And I'm like writing a strongly worded email via my chart about like how unhappy I already am. And I was like, stop, like go home. I'm going to give it a few days. I'm just going to like calm down and not curse out my plastic surgeon right now. So I went home and I was like just super groggy, kind of like similar how I am today. Like I just came home and took a nap and I think I was home by like one-ish or so and just kind of slept on and off all day. And I'm not a back sleeper. So like that was also difficult, like, the you know, for the first week. But they are also so soft. Like I think I texted you and I was like, these are like soft. They feel so good and like squishy and like 
I think yeah. I was just so used to how like overexpanded my, my one side was that where it was like rock hard and how we like could not believe, like I thought that they were going to be like, not saying it's like a water balloon at all, but like, I thought it was going to be like a little bit more like solid, I guess. But they feel so good and so soft. I know when you texted me, I was pretty excited yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like that text helped me understand that the process that I was about to go through is going to be a positive thing yeah. for me as well. So yeah, definitely. And love that that you said that text. <laughs> I honestly like I was like thrilled on how they felt. Like I'm still thrilled on like how they feel. Like I saw my plastic surgeon a week later. And they were like really thrilled on like what my results were. And like the swelling had gone down and like they definitely looked better than day one. I also like had to remember like my skin was being stretched as well. Right. So that also made it look smaller from the jump. And, and I have under the muscle implants, not over the muscle. So like I think they just looked really flat when I was on my way home. And it just I needed see. like some yeah. time to settle in and like. Literally every day they look better like they do. I still wish that I was able to go up a size, but like, honestly, my plastic surgeon was like truly right where I would need a flap surgery in order to go bigger. Like my radiated side is about as stretched as it can go. She's like, come back in two weeks from after my one week appointment. So I went last week and saw them and they're still like super thrilled with the results. But I did mention like my non-cancer side is like a little bit more droopy than my radiated side, my cancer side. That is because of the skin um, being as tight as it is. So she had mentioned like, you know, that can be fixed with some fat grafting. So in my head, I'm like, okay, like I kind of knew that there was, there's going to be a revision down the line, but this is a really, really good start. She got the symmetry down like perfect. That's good. Yeah, they yeah. Might, they're like mm-hmm. so perfectly symmetrical. It's just my cancer side is just more perkier than the other side. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. where like the fat grafting will come in. I was like thinking like if I did want to go bigger, I can go bigger on my non-radiated side. I really don't want to do a flap surgery like at all. But like I'm also at the same time like going to get some second opinions. I'm about the same size as I was pre-cancer. So when I had gone to my three-week appointment, she had said like a lot of aquaphor on my incision. You know, she's like, it's just very red um, on my incision. She like took a look and she was like, your incision is fully healed. She's like, but so that's obviously just your radiated skin. That's, that's red. Um, And she just said, I have to go back next week um, just to kind of check in. I think she just wants to check on my incision, but my incision on my cancer side. But other than that, she's like, they're really happy with the, know how I've I've been healing and no infections or anything like that. Yeah, that's what you hope for, right? Like not to have any issues. You and I had spoke yesterday and I had said like, honestly, the most pain that I've been having is my cancer side where the drains were from my mastectomy and from my lymph node removal surgery. My plastic surgeon wasn't able to go in and like clear out that scar tissue because um, she didn't want to make the pocket too big to where my implant would move and I would have like a big space in between both of my implants. Like I said, with the flap, like I don't want drains again. And I also am just like, especially now seeing how my skin has reacted to the implant, I'm actually scared to 
have a flap surgery and then just like have my skin not be thrilled and then have an infection and just like don't want to mess with something that's like not giving you issues right now. Right. I just don't want like another big recovery and I don't want like another like where I have to take like major time off. Part of me is just like be happy and like maybe let your your radiated side heal for a couple years and then revisit it down the line. And I don't know. I'm going back and forth, but I feel like right now kind of do want that fat crafting like as soon as I possibly can just so that they are like a little bit more the same you know up top like she nailed the symmetry like yeah it's great I just my non-cancer side just like needs a little like oomph it just needs some perkiness yeah. on top right yeah. yeah just like to be a little bit fuller yeah. and granted yeah. like I might be able to find a bra that just lifts it a little bit to that where I get that like projection that I want. Right. But you know, I'm still in a surgical bra as of right now, compression bra. When the time comes and like with you know, like the swelling's like a little bit more down and things like that. Again, like try bras and like maybe it won't bother me. Who knows? Just for now, just like trying to like just be grateful and you know, I really want to enjoy my summer. I really want to swim. Like I said, I don't have to worry about my hair this summer and and staying cool and staying out of I mean I do have to stay out of the sun like you know I need to protect my skin in general especially my radiated skin but you know like I want to be able to go swim yeah at the beach like I want to be able to like jump in a pool like I want to be able to just kind of like have the freedom to enjoy my summer and not be restricted I had two different size expanders last year I didn't even feel comfortable being in a bathing suit in front of anybody so I know now that it's symmetric, <laughs> you feel a little bit better wearing a bathing suit. Exactly. And then also during surgery, I was able to get my scar revision for my port scar because it just never healed correctly because of like a stitch that never dissolved and then kind of got infected and just like it just looked angry. And like I was actually more self-conscious about that than like my lopsided boobs, you know, in the expanders. So my plastic surgeon like revised it and it looks beautiful. Yeah. And I have scar sheets on it now, like the silicone scar strips. I'm taking like really good care of it. And I'm hoping that, you know, it just, you know, as time goes, like just fades really nicely. Overall, I'm happy. I think it's like a really great start. I'm really happy that, you know, I did not have any infections. I didn't have any like setbacks as of now. And with the fat graphing, though, did you already set that timeline or did you already speak to your plastic surgeon about doing that small operation? I'm going next week. And I think they're going to tell me I have to wait at least three months for things to settle. And so that would bring me to what September timeline. Who knows? Like I have a lot of things coming up in the fall. Like I have a wedding the beginning of October. I have a Vegas trip the end of October. So I might even, yeah. So I might even just try to save it maybe even for like, I can get it done maybe around Christmas time and then have that Christmas time off to just kind of recover. We're now just going to let my body heal. Somebody had recommended Juven, which is like a wound healing powder. And I talked to my plastic surgeon about it and she said, yeah, like some people do it. Some people, you know, like we don't like not recommend it. It has really good vitamins. We just tell you to like wait and to start doing it after surgery till after surgery. So, you know, you could do it twice a day. I did it. I had like had it in a protein shake like once a day. And then I took a supplement called Wound Bite, like V-I-T-E, just to kind of like help. My body has a really hard time like dissolving sutures. I wish I knew this actually after my mastectomy, like how much like protein our body needs to recover, like after 
surgery, after treatments, after anything. Like I was not aware of this. So I really made it a point to make sure that I was getting like enough protein during the day in whatever form I could possibly get it. And I think it did help. Like I ended up going back to work two weeks later, like a crazy person. They told me not to lift anything for six weeks and I was lifting a child at two weeks. I know. That's that's very bold of you. <laughs> I overdid it, but I also like I think it did help my healing process. I you know, I spent two weeks just like at home, like really not doing much and really trying to like let my body rest and heal and doing what I could to just like take care of myself. So um, I think it really did help. So, but obviously for anybody that like is looking for a supplement like that, obviously check with your, you know, surgeons and doctors and things like that. I, I did, I did ask and they, they gave me the yeah. idea to do it. I think for me, like with my process, the week before my surgery, I tried to exercise as much as I could. I think maybe I just did it like three times. Mm-hmm in a week before my surgery date. And I was just trying to get my body just prepared for the big day. And then also mm-hmm. eating well. What surprises me, and maybe this is just due to the doctors, maybe they don't want to mention to their patients on what they should eat and like what they should do before surgery. But obviously, like they mentioned, you know, you can't take any supplements two weeks before and like make sure you're not smoking. And they say like no, like um, what NSAIDs, like you can't take like ibuprofen, you can't take naproxen or anything like that. They have like a whole list, like no vitamin E. I think for two weeks. Yes, yes, surgery. exactly. Obviously, that's like the cadence and that could definitely (laughs) affect your surgery and how you're feeling. But I guess I'm surprised that they don't put out like wish lists, I guess, or optional things that you can do in order to prepare your body. Because I was reading online and I was like wondering, okay, do people do anything pre-surgery? And yes, like there are things that you can do to pump up your body, make sure that it's well-nourished with like heal well, I guess, after your surgery. Mm -hmm. So trying to make sure that I was eating clean for the past like two weeks before surgery and also exercise as much as I could. What was your like headspace going into it? You know, we had kind of discussed it, um, in our pre-surgery episode, but you were, you were kind of struggling. After I cried for the past like three to four weeks, I guess I was trying to keep myself in a different headspace, meaning like I was trying to keep myself less anxious. I was doing a lot of self-care and I was trying to switch my mindset of like, you did all the possible things that you could have done, the research, making sure that like the procedure that you're doing will be right for you, the type of implants and all those things. I was just telling myself I did the best that I could and I tried to make sure that I chose the right path for myself. So that's what put me in a different mindset and where I was no longer nervous, I was just ready to get that over with that meaning the surgery 
Right. You know how the hospital calls you like a few days before to make sure like that you didn't take any the supplements and making sure that you know where you're going for your surgery date. And so I actually thought my hospital was in Santa Monica, which where I had my surgery last year, but actually it was in Westwood. I'm so glad that they called me and said it was going to be in Westwood, which is essentially... Imagine you get there, show up to the wrong I have a funny story actually, because it wasn't only me that thought this and I'm going to get through that. So Westwood is actually where my plastic surgeon is based out of. So that made sense. The day of the surgery, Brian and I like went to the hospital and we sat in the sitting room together for like about 15 minutes until they called me in and they actually like separated us like really quickly. Also like Brian never came back (laughs) a year ago (laughs) with my surgery. Like Brian was able to go into my room and talk to me at least (laughs) and be with me. I don't know what happened. Like they just didn't let him in or I guess he didn't think he could go in. I don't know what was the deal. So I was by myself. Yeah, Matt got to be with me for my surgery up until I walked in. And I got to be with me in recovery. Yeah, see? No, that wasn't the case. So yeah, so Brian (laughs) didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) And then also it was so funny. So I walk in and I was like, okay, let's get this shit over with. The guy walks me to my little room And he gave me like a bag and was telling me, oh, like these are where your clothes would be at. And it's so funny. I didn't see anywhere where he was going to mark that this was the property of Rosalina Felipe. So there was like a whiteboard like in my room. And so I went towards the whiteboard, grabbed the marker and start writing my name in front of him. And he was like, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am, we have stickers for you. We have like, and then he like showed me like my printed name and my date of birth, like in my head. I was like, this like, guy doesn't even guy. have anything. <laughs> well, also I had like my wallet and everything. So I, I was trying yeah, to no, make no, sure that like yeah. no one, you yeah. know was going to steal my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they so have like funny. a tag at the NY- at NYU that they like put on your, they give you this like awesome like bags. They're not even like plastic. They're like fabric bags, I guess. Like, yeah. They're oh, really fabric kind of bags. Awesome. Okay. I, yeah, I took, I've taken like three of them home with me. Oh, nice. I feel like they're NYU really is a little bit better <laughs> than <laughs> what I've experienced. <laughs> so I thought that was super funny. And then, so then basically they told me to, you know, take everything out and um, undress and put the gown on or whatever. And so I sat on the bed and you know how there's like people that are, are coming to your room, asking you questions, asking you um, what type of surgery you're doing. And there was an anesthesiologist that came over and she was super nice, but I guess I didn't have the courage to ask her if I was going to do the essential oils. I like immediately thought that that was, going to be the process. So I didn't even ask. No, I did not get any essential oils, which I was so bummed about. I don't know if I texted you, Shauna, that that day that was like, I didn't get any essential oils. (laughs) (laughs) Morale must have been really terrible in that room. (laughs) Like, Like, not a good start. No, not a good start at all. So I was like, okay, fuck. So anyway, her partner 
who's the other anesthesiologist, came over and like she was nice, but I didn't like how she approached this. She was like, hi there. Like, I know that you're a veteran in this. And then my head, I was like, a veteran? Like, I don't want to be a veteran <laughs> in this process. So I was like, uh, I know what she was trying to do, like trying to do like um, small talk, but I was just seeing right through the bullshit or what I thought it was. Yeah. She told me to put my mask down and then to put my tongue out. And then I was like wondering what the fuck is she trying to do? And then she was asking me to like open my mouth even wider. And she was trying to look for any cracks in my teeth. I guess that they take that into consideration when I'm under. I don't know if that happened to you, Shauna, if they ask you to open your mouth. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah. I I had like today in my endoscopy had to open my mouth because they put a camera down it, but like they did not ask me to open my mouth for. My yeah. It was know. neither. Time. Okay. I, I mean, and that it didn't happen no. to me last year when I had my mastectomy surgery. So then my plastic surgeon comes and she's like out of breath. And she's like, I took the stairs because <laughs> Westwood, <laughs> if anyone knows Westwood, so the elevators in Westwood is such a pain, especially when it was like rush hour. So rush hour is like the morning and the afternoon. So yeah. she took the stairs, which I thought was hilarious. She came up to me and she was just like drawing on my skin. And then she was asking me, oh, like, um, who is here with you today? Or like, who do I need to call like after we're done with your surgery? Is like, oh, you know the same guy that was with me last year. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Brian. I was like, yeah. And then it was so funny. Like we both just laughed. I said, he never left. Like it's the same guy that never left my side. So I thought that was like hilarious. Yeah. When Matt and I checked in, they were like, who's going to be picking you up? Like we'll send them text alerts or whatever. And Matt's, you know, Matt's like, gives him the phone number and we go to walk away. And he's like, when I get that text, I'm just going to be like, sorry, wrong number. Like, that's like a joke, you know? And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, funny. you can leave me here. I love this hospital. I'll stay here forever. Then my breast surgeon comes and she's like relaxed, but she comes over and she's like, oh, I thought you were late. And then I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I was in Santa Monica. <laughs> I was in Santa Monica location and I was wondering where you were. Mondays is really not her surgery days. She only was doing this for me. And usually she's at the Santa Monica location and not Westwood. She went to the wrong hospital. (laughs) Actually, it is so funny. I always wondered that because, and I don't know about your doctors, but like my doctors, they are at like three different locations in a week. Like they're at the Santa Monica, they're at the Beverly Hills or Westwood. So I'm like, Um, don't they get confused which days they're going to be where? And then that confirmed. Yeah. Oh my God. So how far is that Santa Monica and Westwood? Like it was like 15 minutes. Okay. okay. So it's super close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like every surgery on the book. When I told this story to my mom, my mom, you know what she said? She was like, 
oh, well, I hope she didn't forget like how to do the surgery. And I'm like, oh my God, like, no. We even talked about it. I know, I know. And then they ask you too, like right before surgery, like, well, they say like, what are you here for? Like they double check too, to make sure like the, you know, they know, like they're not wheeling you into a surgery and you don't get what you came in for. Yeah, but then she came to me because we had a conversation, explained again, like what she was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they put me under. And then when I woke up, I was actually in pain. They gave me Oxy (laughs) right off the bat. The thing that I thought was so weird, and I told you this is Shauna because I was pretty bad. They were trying to rush me. I woke up and then she's like, how are you feeling? Blah, 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 whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in pain. And then she gave me the oxy. And then she's like, oh, do, do you want anything to drink or eat? And then I'm like, yeah, sure. Which I never eat at the hospital, but I would gladly like drink water or apple juice or whatever they have. After I was done, which was like in two minutes, she's like, okay, let's put your clothes on. And I'm like, oh my God. In my head, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Where was this during your mastectomy when you were like, get me the fuck out of here? <laughs> Where was this? I know. I know. (laughs) I didn't want to leave in like 30 minutes. Like, give me an hour. Like, I need to still process. You want in a moment. Yeah. The anesthesiologist. I'm literally covering my face because she told me this story already. She put the needle (laughs) in my hand. So when I was putting my clothes on, like, there was nothing attached. And then I was a little mad that she told me to put my clothes on right away. And I was like, okay, this bitch is not going to like take my IV out. So I'm going to take it out. I literally told me this and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I know. By herself, like in your hand. The yes, worst part. I, I did. won't even let them put one in my hand. I don't let them. Like I literally, I got blood taken last week. They took it out of my wrist because I couldn't find a vein. My wrist right oh, here shit. on my wrist. Yeah. Like, I won't let them use my hand. And you went and took your own out. And I am wanting to crawl out of my own skin right now thinking about it. It wasn't bad. You're a lunatic. (laughs) It wasn't bad. I know. I know. I know that. I am. Yeah. So then, you know, when I took it out, obviously, I was bleeding a little bit. Like, there was, like, a nurse who, like, came by. He was like, oh, is everything all right? I was like, um, can I get a Band-Aid? Because I, like, took a tissue and then I, like, put it on on my hand and the other nurse came by and she's like, Oh, you're not supposed to take your IV out. Like the doctor is supposed to see you, blah, 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 which the doctor never did. First of all. So I don't know what the hell she was talking about. And then like, she was like telling me that she was trying to call Brian to come, but then she was like, can you call him and tell him he needs to be here? Like in my head, I was like, what is going on? Like, why do they want to kick me out so badly? So I was like very confused. And did you even have your phone at that point? Like you they checked your stuff. Like you can't bring your phone into surgery. Like I didn't even have my well, phone. Well, when I woke up is what I mean. Like when I woke up, like I they they already had my bag. Next to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I they didn't I didn't have my bag. Yeah, right okay. No, they made sure. <laughs> and like did Brian answer <laughs> he the phone? He did. He did answer the phone and he was like trying to get there. Brian was able to be there in like the next 10 minutes. And so they wheeled me all the way downstairs. Brian was like, I thought they were calling me because you wanted to like leave like last time. And I was like, no, like they were just trying to rush me out of the hospital. That's what they're trying to do. But then like when I saw everyone else in their room, like I saw like 
people, having visitors. I had surgery. It doesn't matter what type of surgery I had. Like I should be able to stay until I felt better. So I thought that was so bizarre and not a great experience. So I don't really like that Westwood Hospital anymore. I'm not upset anymore, but I was in that week. (laughs) So you never saw your plastic surgeon. So then when did you have your post-op? I had it like a week after. Here was the thing. I was supposed to see both Dr. Baker, my breast surgeon, for the pathology report. Because remember in the last episode, she was taking that skin where the positive margin was. You didn't get clean margin yeah. for your yeah, first surgery. We were supposed to have the pathology report by then, but the pathology department was just from what Dr. Baker told me, because she called me, they were like backed up. Like they I was like, I'd never heard this before. Like a pathology re- department like being backed up. Yeah. Like what does that even mean? Yeah. Does that mean that a lot of more people are getting tested? I don't know because I just tried to make an appointment first, like other another specialist for something unrelated, but everyone's booked out until like October. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Like maybe some doctors are also just like taking time off like between the pandemic and like having to catch up from the yeah. pandemic that this is like now their time to be able to like, I don't know, like kind of cut back on certain things or like. Or if people are still just playing catch up from the pandemic and just like finally getting in to see all these doctors and like, who knows, right. all, you know, all the things that, you know, I don't know, like just people have been put up, like putting off. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going on. So I wasn't able to see Dr. Baker the week after, but I was able to see Dr. Slack. And to be honest, when I saw her, I felt that the appointment was really short. Like she only saw me for like 15 minutes. My appointment was really short too. How was the recovery for the first week? Like, were you in a lot of pain, discomfort? Did you get to see what they looked like? Were you like raging like I was the second I left the hospital? (laughs) Like, what were you? Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was in pain for about like three days. and. The pain was more on my right side. So I had a breast augmentation on the right and they put the smallest implant (laughs) in there. It was just like very weird feeling. I was really like swollen on that side. And it was over the muscles. It was under the muscle. So that one is under the muscle. Okay. Where my left side is over the muscle. Okay. Got it. When I first saw them, they looked symmetrical. I was very surprised. And then that confirmed my worry. Over the past few months and and weeks, I was concerned about doing anything to my right side. And I was close to not wanting to do anything. Mm -hmm. But my plastic surgeon told me, like, if you don't do anything on the right side, it's going to be asymmetrical. When I saw my boobs for the first time post-surgery, I was like, damn, she is right. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that I went to the route of doing something to the right side, even if it was a small implant. Mm -hmm. Brian's family had like a birthday dinner. And I was hesitant to go. Like I I I wasn't sure like how I felt. And then also like 
only his parents knows about my surgery, but like his cousins and his aunt and uncle did it. So my first thought was like, I can't hug people. That was a big thing for me too. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. 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 We um, had gone to like a first birthday with to see like, it was like a lot of our friends that we hadn't seen in like a while. And I felt like I had to do that weird, like where you stick your butt out and like give somebody like, a hug from afar. I was just going to say, yes, yes I did the same exact thing. A lot of yes. that. For that. And, they, and then granted, that was like almost closer to like the two week mark. And I was still scared. Oh, mine was just yeah, yeah, yeah. a few days. Yeah. yeah. I went and his cousins like drove us to the restaurant. There was this one moment where like he took a really sharp turn and oh my God. My right side hurt so bad that it was like, holy fuck. I feel like I can't even like breathe essentially, which I mean, I could. I felt so stiff that I didn't want to move much because then I felt like it was going to hurt even more. I was uncomfortable (laughs) at the restaurant for the whole night. Yeah. And then I got worried because I was like, fuck, like this right side is giving me little problems here. I didn't want anything to happen, you know? And also the swelling too. Like I feel like when I did too much, like how many days after did you go to that dinner? It was like uh, five, five days. Okay. Well, I went to a concert three days after surgery because I was like, I don't care if I'm dying and bleeding out. Like I'm going to see yeah, concert right. at this venue yeah. that I wanted to go to. And it was Bonavere, so like it wasn't like anything wild, but like I was like adamant about going. Thank God, like the weather was perfect, so I wasn't like super tense, but like I did too much. I felt swollen after. I felt like I had overdone it. And I don't know, like I'm still wearing a pillow. Like and now I'm how many weeks post op right now? Almost a month. And I am still like driving with a pillow. I still have like yeah, a same. pillow. Mm-hmm. I can't that that seatbelt hurts like so bad. Yeah. You went to a concert and I also went to a concert, but mine was two weeks after. And you went to like a dance. Like yours you guys were a rave. <laughs> but it was actually very like calm. Yeah. Let me just say. It's not like people were didn't look it calm. didn't look calm. No. It was. It really was calmer than what you would have thought like a rave would look like. So Brian and I were like in the crowd, but we were kind of in a section where not a lot of people were coming through. Mm -hmm. So that was my only concern. Every time I would like cross through to like different people around just to get anywhere, I would have like my arm across my chest so I could protect the chest as, at all costs. I so we had seats, thank God, and like, but I was super nervous. I felt really bad. Like we walked in, and it's an outdoor like amphitheater that we went to, and it's not big, but like yeah. getting into it was a little like hectic, and I felt so bad. Like Matt had a coworker that was there, and he introduced me, and I'm like, I'm also, I've realized as I've gotten older, like I love concerts, but I'm not good in crowds, like. I get like super overwhelmed like when there's like a lot of people around me at one time. Like once I'm there, I'm fine. But like getting through large crowds, it's like a panic for me. So like yeah, not only mm-hmm. was like I already panicked, but then like I'm like if somebody bumps into me, it's gonna ruin my whole night. 
And it's like, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to have to leave. So I was just like super anxious about that. So then Matt introduced me to his coworker. And like, I was so just like, oh my God, I felt like I was so rude. Like I said to Matt, like, I feel really like I was kind of rude to this girl. And like, please apologize. Like I was just like kind of really focused on like, getting to where I needed to go without getting hurt and like yeah. also getting through this crowd without having a panic attack. I don't know how like you were like in like, like you didn't have a seat. Like I saw that. I was like, Oh man, like, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Like I said, like it, it wasn't a rowdy crowd. So I saw Sophie Tucker, if anyone knows who they yeah. are, but it was a really great show and I'm so glad I went. Kind of going back to my appointment with my plastic surgeon, I saw her for about 15 minutes and she was really happy with the results. I felt like I didn't have like enough time to process everything. Like even though I spent like maybe like 15 minutes with her, I just felt like it was just rushed. I felt I had questions afterwards. So what I did was I went into my chart and asked all the questions. The other thing that happened almost three weeks post. So I had sutures on both breasts and it got to the point where it was like getting really irritated. And it's so funny. I told my my boyfriend, Brian, I was like, I feel like I'm back at radiation. Like the feeling of it being like super itchy and irritated and agitated and all those things. Like I just felt like I'm back at radiation. Brian took a picture where it was like irritated, which was again on the right side where I had my incision underneath the breast and it looked red. It it looked angry. So I took a picture. I sent it to my plastic surgeon and I'm so glad that like she like responded right away. She said, yeah, let's bring you in. It it seems like um, we just need to cut those things out and you'll be fine. Two days after I saw her, and she was able to cut those out. And now I feel so much better. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Just overall, like with how my breasts are looking, they, they look great. The one thing I would say that bothered me just a little bit is, you know, I have one nipple on my right side and then no nipple on the left. And so with the right side, like you can tell that it's a little bit out. Because obviously I had a nipple on the right side. Mm-hmm. So on the left side, it just looks a little bit flatter. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing that I'm like kind of iffy about. But again, it's not to the point where I'm not happy about it. It's just something that I've noticed. But when I was wearing different bras just to see how they look, they they look great. I, I I'm not going to lie. We ever like discuss like whether or not we wanted any type of like nipple reconstruction or tattoos or anything? Yeah, we yeah. did. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I told you no. I don't want it either. I'm uninterested in it. I actually like not having anything because I don't like wearing a bra. So that's fine. And there was like a woman in the breast reconstruction group who got nipple tattoos and then ended up having to get her implant removed because it got infected. And now I'm like, I absolutely, even if I thought about doing it, that took any and all chance of me ever doing it now. I know me too. I, I'm not interested. Yeah. Okay. Awesome for anybody who is like, don't I, you know, it's just like for my, my personal 
stand. Like, I just don't want to have to yeah. go through it. I've come to terms with how my scars look and being okay with looking at them. Yeah. So if I did any like nipple tattooing, I think it would, for me, it wouldn't amplify my feeling about the situation, like how it should look. Right. I, I guess. I agree. Yeah. The last thing I actually want to mention, I finally got my pathology report mm. like a week later. I wasn't like nervous per se, but I whole experience for me ever since I had the positive margin, like then back in my head, I was always like, okay, what if, what if, you know, I could have a recurrence at any moment. You were happy with taking the next step into removing the expander and getting implants. And like, I was still in the position where I'm like, okay, I still have this like recurring thought of if the pathology report comes back that it's still positive, I don't know what I would do. So I needed to close that chapter once I got that pathology report. Yeah. Dr. Baker messaged me. She's like, great news. The pathology report says that the skin was a benign. And I was like, holy fuck, this is like, this is fantastic. So I, I texted you, Sean. I was I like, know. Oh. I, cause I was so excited. I was very excited. I felt like I could close that chapter. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah. I was in an Uber when you texted that. And like, I literally texted you yeah. what I said out loud in the Uber. I was like, fuck yes. Like, yeah, fuck yes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the other thing was like, you know, I asked my oncologist on my birthday, like, you know, am I considered NED? And then she was like, yeah. But then like to me personally, I didn't feel that that was enough. Like, yes, you can say yes, because- you, we did all the treatments that was required. And, and also I'm doing this hormonal therapy, but I needed something more. And of course, like the, like going back into surgery and removing that skin was one of them. And then I also took the Signatera test, which de- uh, detects early recurrence. If there was any circulating tumor cells, that came out negative that there wasn't anything. And then also this pathology report saying that the skin was a benign, like that makes me feel a lot better. It also like made me think about, I chose the right care team. I chose the right treatments and that those treatments that I did like helped me remove any remaining cancer cells that were in my body, yes, I still need to do an annual checkup, making sure that there isn't any, continue with my hormonal therapy for the next, you know, four and a half years. But I, for right now, I feel like I could just relax and not worry as of right now about reoccurrence. I'm so happy that you know you got the results that we were both hoping for and just yeah like that closing the book feels great like don't get me wrong there's like things that I think are always gonna come up I've loved season two I think we've grown so much like 
especially I I think we've kind of found our our groove now again. Like I feel like season one was such like a a wave like trying to figure it all out, and I feel like this season's been like such a I don't know. It's we've found our groove and like what works for us and how it works. And I'm even more excited about launching this one than I was about season one. Season two was very special in the sense that like now, you know, we were out of treatment and we're trying to navigate like what is like post cancer. And obviously we both had our ups and downs throughout this journey and it will still continue that way. But, and again, it was real and in real time, just like it was like, like kind of recording through chemo and like that treatment, like everything we did was again, like real, like in real time. And I just think that that is like, even us like going back to like, listen, I like, I I've recently have gone back and listened to like a few episodes of season one. And I'm like, wow, I, I forgot, you know, not forget, I, you never really forget, but like, I forgot like those feelings, like on that particular chemo day, you know, and I just really mm-hmm. like lost it or like, I'm going to look back on season two now and be like, wow, I really had a really rough go. <laughs> like being yeah. in the thick of it, you know, you, you, you have those feelings and just um, like, I don't know, just, I'm going to listen to this again and just be like, wow, you know, like post-treatment really was not kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also just excited about the future and, you know, putting out season three. And Shauna and I have so many ideas. Mm-hmm. So ecstatic to start working on that. I just want to like touch too on just like the amount of people that have like been reaching out to us, like on social media and you know, emails and things like that. And we've had some like incredible guests this season that I mean, have also have been keeping in touch and reaching out and just like the, like the impact that it has on us is like beyond. I also just like love like the relationships that we have now like created with like other, I hate the word influencers, like, but like influencers in the influencers and in, like this breast cancer community, you know, of just like, it's so nice to like, you know, sometimes female dynamics are not easy, like the easiest. And like the amount of support yeah. that like everybody gives, whether it's like people who are podcasting, people who have like you know, their own shows, um, people that, you know, have their own platforms and do, you know, educating on similar, similar things. And just like everyone is so supportive and like reposting each other and just like, you know, just I like love this. I love I mean, I like again, like I always say, this isn't a club I wanted to be a part of, but this is this community is incredible, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it and have it, and you know, have women feel comfortable enough to like be coming to us. And I just, you know, thank you. Thank you all for listening and supporting our podcast. Sharing our stories with you has been incredibly healing for both of us, and we hope it helps other women in their journeys through breast cancer. Ladies, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and fellow breasties. Help us reach more women by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram at TYFTS Podcast and email us at TYFTS Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys, so shoot us a message. We will link any resources from the episode in our show notes. 